Brandy here. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can catch Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy live 6am to 9am weekdays. Just tune your radio into 1170am in Sydney. Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. If you're listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney and for the first hour, we welcome you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. Patton Hills will be along from 6 AM Queensland time. If you're listening anywhere else across the SEN network, good morning to you. It's James Magnuson this morning filling in for Vossie as he jets off to Las Vegas and I'm joined in studio by Brandy. Morning, Brandy. James, good to see you, mate. Uh, and we will be doing it for the next, uh, well, the entirety of this week. And we're here in the studios together. Um, fantastic to be here, North Sydney, 11.70 a.m. And uh, um, Vossi's on his way, or just about. Do we know which end of the plane Vossi's flying in? Is he a business class man? Is he a first class guy? Well, I, I think I think he's, I think well, they're all business. I think Beautiful. all the Fox crew that are going... All the Fox League crew that are going are business. Uh, Vossi's going to be busy on the plane because he's got to mingle with the uh, the punters that are also on the plane. Is this like prize winners or? Well, I don't I don't know exactly whether they're prize winners, but you could you could book because they were still selling tickets yesterday. Mm. They, they offered you know three and a half thousand dollars return straight to Vegas. So this is a charge. That's really trip. good. Yeah, that's this what is chartered. Yeah, this is this is oh. a special flight, straight to Vegas flight, not LA. Wow! So Vossie's on that with the rest of the Fox League crew. It's a and, big crew going, isn't it? But it's hunt. Well, it's I think they're taking they've got to take production crew with them. So NEP is the company that look after the production for Fox, the broadcast that Fox put out. Yeah, NEP are the biggest um, broadcasters in the country. So NEP will take. I think there's about 50 going over that wow. will then work out of the truck to get the games on air, which is what they do here. But they yep. need they need specialised rugby league people yep. to be in the trucks to be broadcasting the games. I can imagine the cameramen would even need to be fitter than those of the NFL ilk because the NFL cameramen get couple of minutes rest in between every play, whereas these NRL guys are up and down. You see them on the sideline, one guy running behind with the, the leads. leads, the other guy running with the camera. It's pretty impressive. They're very fit they are. operators. They are. So yeah, so all those all those people that are here that broadcast, that help broadcast the games, uh, cameramen, mm. um, audio, everyone, everyone's heading to the States. So it's, so you're not dealing with, you're not trying to tell American cameramen what mm. they should be looking for. Yeah, you need you need everyone specific rugby league coverage to get the best out of Vegas. And, uh, that's what they'll do. So, uh, yeah, Vossi's gone until I think we're doing the show together. From he's Vossi's going to join us uh, on next Monday, but he'll be he'll be joining us right throughout the week. Yes. So once he gets there. He'll, uh, he'll be doing reports from Vegas for us. Live crosses from the blackjack table for Vossi. Did he say what his game of choice was? He did say, I can't remember, it might have been crabs. I think he said crabs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, all right, we've got Manly's Jason Saab. He's been on the news over there in America. He's selling the rugby league gospel. Here's what Jason had to say. 
Oh, yeah. Hey, the Super Bowl is coming gone. Now a different sport taking over Allegiant Stadium. The National Rugby League is ready to roll into Las Vegas, of course. Uh, kickoff is coming up this weekend. This is going to be so much fun. And Jason, appreciate you. Jason Sab is here. And Jason, we appreciate you being here. One of the stars of the Sea Eagles. And Ron, I'm excited about this. The this is going to be a lot seat. of fun. I mean, the this is going to be manly, a fun sport out there. <laughs> when you think about what goes on here, no timeouts, no blind. I mean, it's just, it's just a brutal sport. It is. It is. Do these games, are these important games? These games count, don't they? Yep, yep, yep. So these this games. This is like bringing the NFL over to Australia and they would count. Exactly, these games are yeah. going to count so here. So they're not exhibition matches. They're not friendlies. They're um, there for two points. You play for two points every game you win. It's um, action packed. It's constant. A um, bit different to NFL with this, like you said, timeouts and all that sort of stuff. It's um, They just keep the action rolling all, all for 80 minutes um, and just play to the whistle. So it's pretty exciting, yeah. You guys yeah. tackle too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We tackle. It's, yeah, it's we hit. Yeah, yeah. A little tougher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's no pads. I mean, no, you guys no. don't have pads. Yeah. This no, is no. easy. Well, Jason, good luck. Have fun this weekend in Las Vegas. Not your first time here, but enjoy yourselves. And I, I know the fans you. are excited about this sport. Hey, and you got Russell Crowe to kind of promote it for you, right? Yeah, yeah. That, uh, Russell Crowe yeah. versus Hugh Jackman. So, South versus uh, Manly. So, it'll be good. It'll be good. There we go. Jason Saab. Um, it was good to hear him with a couple of American voices. Mm. Uh, um yeah, I, look, I, I don't know, James. But what, what is, uh, and I haven't heard your thoughts on Vegas, on you know, what, what the game is hoping to get out of Vegas. Uh, are they doing it right? Do you think the promotion of the games? There was talk in the paper yesterday that they're talking that they might get sixty thousand there. Now we'll we'll cross to David Riccio um, in the second hour and catch up with Dave to see exactly what that whether the ticket sales are going through the roof. But what are your thoughts on Vegas, on the game going to Vegas? I think it's an exciting prospect, Brandy. It's one of those things. It was like the first time they did Magic Round. It was slowly approaching, and I was thinking, ah, I'm not that excited about it. But then on the eve of Magic Round, I went, geez, I've got a bit of FOMO that I'm not up in Brisbane for Magic Round. The same for Vegas. It's been ticking along. Yeah, yeah, it's coming, it's coming. But it's been a beautiful summer here in Australia. Now we're on the eve of Vegas kickoff. And all I can think about is, geez, I'd love to be in Vegas for this one. I think the big one that I've heard sort of back a house is, so in Australia, every dollar that's spent on um, punting on the NRL, there's a percentage that comes back to the NRL, percentage of revenue and punting. So if they can get some sort of foothold uh, in America with uh, gambling rights, then it's going to be another big revenue stream. Maybe that $50 million in profit that we saw this year bumps up to $60 million next year, bumps up to, you know, we keep the game growing. Um, as far as the game itself, I'm a little bit worried about these fields being six metres narrower and I believe eight metres shorter at the end. I think, look, that's, that's two defenders, right? When you space out across a rugby league field, yep. you give yourself, what, sort of a metre and a half two metres between each player, yep. six metres in width is, is going to have a huge impact on the product itself. It is. I, I, yeah, I, I think it is. I, I don't know how much, uh, James. The Olympic Park in Melbourne was, was narrow. So was it? Melbourne Storm's home ground, Olympic Park was narrow. So it and wasn't always, just a salary cap they were we, cheating. I knew we, there was something going on. We always on had an idea that it, it just didn't look right. And I remember we, we went down to call a game there uh, in the early 2000s yeah. with Warren Smith, who actually took a trundle wheel with him. And he went out onto the field 
before the game and Melbourne Storm officials were blowing up. <laughs> He's measuring Olympic Park just to make sure of the dimensions. It was narrow, but not, not by much. Okay. Uh, I think it was about 65. So it was a few metres short yep. than what the, the normal field is. Yeah, that, that could have an impact on the game itself. I'd, I'd, Would you say two defenders, six um, metres? Yeah. One and a half. Well, you don't, generally you don't always, like the defensive line doesn't always cover the whole field. No, like it's, no, yeah, you know, yeah. Your wingers are in. Yeah. You know, if the ball's on the sideline, you might only defend to mm. uh, the far post. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it is short and it will, and speaking to the teams that have trained on the, the fields, like South Sydney had a field drawn up that was five, six metres narrower. Right. And Jason, I heard Jason Demetrio speaking and he said, I didn't think it would make a, much difference. It made more difference than I thought. So, gotcha. Anyway, well, there's not much we can do about that, is there? No. There's, there's no more room in the stadium to stretch it out any further. Yeah. So we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. It does, it makes sense if we can get any more money into the coffers of rugby league. That mm. it makes sense. As far as the players being in Vegas themselves, uh, having spoken to a few of them before they went over, so they had ten days, I believe, in America. Uh, the fun part of the trip was going to be front-loaded and then they were going to have a full week of preparation for the game. So I think we've actually got through most of the danger zone. They, they have that one night after they finish playing before they go home the next day. So we've really only got about 12 hours left for controversy to arise. I think they may have... That we may be through the most dangerous heads period. Heads down at the moment. You reckon heads down? Really heads down. Focused on the game. Heads down. So they've had their... And and man and Anthony Seabold spoke about that before he left and said, or he, and actually I think he was interviewed over there. He said, "Look, I'm, I'm, we're going to treat our boys as a, as adults, mm. and we're going to let them. They've got a little bit of free reign early in the camp, yeah. Uh, which is you know, go out, have a beer, boys, enjoy yourselves, yeah. Um, look after each other. And what get could possibly the, go wrong? Get, get back to." The <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it's the eve of the rugby league season, Brandy. So I, like most people, have. Jumped on to, well, I'm just an, an all-year-round KO guy. Love my KO. It's the only way you can watch every year. But I was looking the other day at my, my Telstra bill came through, and I never look at it. I thought this week, I'll just, just have a look. I, I don't know why. I don't know what prompted me, but had a look at my Telstra bill. So I used to be Telstra. It was 55 bucks a month for your, your unlimited everything. And then my KO was $15. So unlimited calls, data, as calls, much data, data as text, yep. all that sort of jazz. International calls. Yep. So I was 55 bucks a month. And then Telstra had to deal with KO. So I was 15 bucks for KO for a grand total of $70 a month. Yep. Had a look the other day and I'm at $97 a month. Right. So what's going on here? Inflation. Inf it's a big inflation <laughs> in, in 12 months. So I had a look at my bill. I've gone up from 55 to 62 for yep. my unlimited bill and then my KO has gone up from 15 to 35 now KO there's no option of cancelling KO because it's the only way I can watch every game mm. so I always stick with that so I ring up Telstra say hey guys what's going on just noticed that my bill has gone from 70 to 97 dollars uh, a month what's going on and they said oh well our deal with KO is, is done because we've released our own streaming service called Fetch I think it was so, oh, sweet, you got sport on that? No, no sport on that. Mm. So, all right, well, that's useless to me. And uh, what about this uh, 55 to 62? Oh, well, that's inflation type thing. See, everyone, every, 
once inflation's around, once the word yeah. is out that there's inflation, everyone just jumps. Jack's their problem. Well, what's the, the super like the supermarkets? Like that's Wild, the problem yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So they I'm say I'm saying to them, fifteen percent in a year inflation is a lot. Yeah, salaries certainly that's haven't in, in, increased fifteen percent in a year. Anyway, so look. If you look at my history, I've been with Telstra 15 years. Yep. What can you do for me? Mm. You know, one of the big kickers for you guys, for me staying with you guys, was the fact that I was getting KO for half price. What can you, you know, what can you do for me? Mm. She said, yes, you know, we, we really appreciate your loyalty. What we can do is we can decrease your plan by $5 a month. So down from 62 to 57, 57. Mm-hmm. for the next six months. And then it will go back up. Okay. I said, okay. Uh, putting that in layman's term, are you, are you offering me a $30 discount over the next six months? She goes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I said, right, After okay. 15 years, <laughs> After 15 years. Logging it out with you blokes. $30 off. $30, bucks, $30 off. And all these, other, all these other companies use the Telstra network anyway. So I did that's a quick right. comparison and sort of the going rate for non-Telstra but Telstra network for the same plan I'm on is about $40 a month. Mm. So I said, there's a $22 a month difference and you'll offer me $30 over six months back. And she said, yep, that's right. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> but you know what they're banking on? I hung up and I just went, <sighs> Too much can much. I be bothered Exactly. cancelling one, signing up to the other? What's the process? Is there some sort of lag where if, if I, you know, one's not activated and the other is, do I have to change my phone number? I just went, for 22 bucks a month. Can, and, you know, it's very lazy. It's yeah. very lazy. I'll yeah, admit. Yeah, yeah. I'll admit. I'm probably in, uh, you know, a lucky position where it's, it's not going to completely affect my life. But $30 for 15 years? <laughs> I, I, I know what it's like to be lazy. <laughs> so so I, w- the Fox building now at Artarman has been yes. there for, must be 12 years because it used to be over near um, the Anzac Bridge. Fox used to be yeah, yep, out of, yep. out of, near the Anzac near Bridge. Near Piermont, yeah. So, and it's a big bunker and, and generally you are, we're downstairs. So for all weekend, yep. you know, we're down downstairs where the studios are and you're deep in the, you know, down a few levels. So mm. service is not good. Yes. And I had Vodafone for so many years and I kept saying, I've got to change to Telstra because Telstra is the one that gets the good reception. Downstairs. Yeah. Took me 10 years. <laughs> I, I, I finally changed. I finally, I finally did it last year. Yeah, it right. Took me 10 years yeah. to change. Did you keep the same number? I did. Yeah, I kept the same number. This and, was the, but I, I'm in a different situation. We're, I'm in a six-phone bundle. Like Ah, the, whole, the whole family. The whole family are in just And a, broadband and all that sort of... Well, not broadband. What yeah. are we at now? 5G or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. The so other thing I realized... too confusing to go through. What happened for me over the last two weeks with all, all the enhanced stuff being in the media and, and, and whatnot again... I realized because I've been working with and for News Corp, I've been working with and for SEN, doing a bunch of different media stuff. I realized my phone number now has, for some reason, become readily available to journalists around the world. And so now if my phone was blowing up, because it used to be they'd have to contact my manager or contact, yep. I don't know, maybe they'd contact SEN or Swimming Australia or News Corp to get my number. So you're almost out of the loop. You used to be. I used to be yeah. well, two steps removed. Yeah. Now everyone had direct access to me. So now I'm thinking, do I need to change my number anyway? 
But anyway, 0457 736 736. If you've had similar issues with your telco or you're trying to change numbers or plans, uh, let us know. Are you getting offered better than $5 a month for the next six months? Uh, massive show today, Brandy. You've got Usman Khawaja coming on ahead of Thursday's test. This is going to be a really exciting sold-out test against New Zealand. If you've got any questions for Uzi, get them in now so we can get to him. 0457736736. We've also got Lee Hatchapintalis from Brighton's Lawyers and Dave Riccio who's live from America. Welcome back to SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. A cloudy day heading for 26 in the city and in the west. And good morning if you're in Brisbane. You're with us for another half hour before Patton Hills will be long. Also cloudy up there today and 31 degrees. No doubt a lot muggier up there as well. So make your way south of the border. Hey, we're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. A reminder, Lee Hatchapentellas from Bryden's Lawyers We'll be on with us later in the show. A reminder about our Club Med Caller of the Year prize. We'll be sending a family of four to Bali, valued at $10,000. To be in the running, just call our open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 01 1170 You could be our Caller of the Week, which then gets you into the draw for our Club Med Caller of the Year. Need to get away? Choose your Club Med premium all-inclusive holidays. Visit Club Med online or your local travel agent. So give us a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh text coming in. Morning lads, the NRL should have gone to LA. Thirteen million people in LA, Anaheim area, with plenty of Pacific Islanders, better chance of getting a crowd than in Vegas, which only has seven hundred thousand residents. Is that right? Yeah. Is it have I got the zero? I reckon so yeah, that looks right. Yeah. Seven hundred thousand residents, but I'd say at any given time there'd be over a million people in Vegas. Yeah, of course there would be. Yeah. yeah very LA, from all reports, on this steep decline. I went and stayed in Venice Beach. Yep. 2016, after the Olympics. Yep. Did a boys' trip over there. Mm-hmm. And we thought, you know, stay in Venice Beach. It'll be beautiful. We'll get a we'll get an Airbnb right across the road from the beach. Got there, checked into the Airbnb, walked out the back door, which was towards the beach. 30 tents set up, basically, on our doorstop. People, homeless people living right there on our doorstop. And you look along the Corso at Venice Beach, homeless people everywhere, all along Venice Beach, stretched right up to Santa Monica. Yep. I thought, this isn't what I remember seeing on the brochures for Venice Beach. So, struggling, LA. Vegas was no different. See, was I, it? I, I, took, I took, we took uh, the boys to, we went to LA, went to Vegas, went to New York. Mm. Um, and, like, they were five years younger. So they'll be you know, 16, 15, 10, 11. Yeah. Um, the homeless people. It it's was, a shock, it isn't was it? It's terrible. Like, and, I, and I'm not saying it's terrible for Like, it's terrible for them. Like, yeah. The yeah. amount the amount of homeless people mm. through LA, as same, we stayed at Santa Monica. Yeah. And walked down to Venice Beach. And yeah, it's, a, it's, it's not the, it's not the great place that you think you think yeah. it would be. And Va- Vegas shock. was very similar. Like From was... all reports, uh, San Francisco really struggling with that problem as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very tough. Uh, lads, Manly have come in from 245 to 195 Ooh. for round zero. Cody Walker may be out. Interesting to hear from Dave Riccio, Andrew from Newcastle. Thank you, Andrew. Okay. Yeah, we'll get all the good, uh, the good mail from Dave Riccio later in the show. They're my specials for round one, Manly. The closer we get, uh, the more bullish I am about Manly's season. Have you? We 
we nominated our eight yesterday. We we had to do it because Vossi uh, had to do it before he got the state. So he had to he had to throw it out yesterday. All right. He's come kicking and screaming. He didn't want to do it, but were there any surprises in Vossi's eight? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, we will. His eight's been posted, hasn't it? On the yeah, it's been put up on the SEN website. Um, All right. I can't recall it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it mustn't we'll, have been anything too... No, I don't think... There, there was nothing out of the... No. Outrageous. Okay. Well, well, we'll do mine later in the show. I've got my top eight. I've got my wooden spooners. I've got my premiers. Uh, my wooden spooners did change after the weekend. So I, I thought... So you get, you, you're letting trial form uh, influence your decisions? Only the spoon bowl. Right. What I would call the spoon bowl, which right. was played on the did weekend. they play each other on the they weekend? They played each other on the weekend. <laughs> and no, I'm not talking about the Bulldogs and the Sharks. Sharks were a top eight side last year, so lay off me on the text line. Uh, Kenny said, will it be considered a success if the game is a sellout and it's just Aussies, Kiwis and Poms in attendance? Well, well I, don't think they, I don't think they care who attends, no. really. Does it matter? Money's well, what, money. Isn't it, isn't it more, this, the, whether it's a success or not, won't, be, won't it be more pertinent as to how many people watch it on Fox I'd Sports have thought so. Absolutely. You know, on their main Fox channel, that will be more important. How My many girlfriend eyeballs? actually asked me yesterday, what time is it uh, in Australia? And I looked it up. So it's one thirty and 4.30 or 3.30 in the afternoon Sunday. Yeah. Good time slot. What time will it be in America? Is that Saturday night? Yes. Saturday US night. time. Yeah. Not sure exactly the time, but yes, that's that's what it is. All right. Remember, you can have your say on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund, get up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. And now on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. David, how's San Diego? Hey, good morning, boys. Yeah, look, San Diego's great. It's, uh, it's, it's all starting to heat up a little bit as far as the preparation is concerned. I'm, I'm based here with South Sydney as far, uh, in, in readiness for their Las Vegas uh, clash with the Manly Seagulls. Uh, guys, today's it's a bit of a recharge day um, and, and reset the um, reset the dial as far as that preparation is concerned. I've just left Coronado Beach. Now, it's one of the beaches down here in San Diego. The South Sydney Rabbitohs have just played a little bit of beach volleyball, a little bit of NFL on the beach, just to turn the legs over. And um, they will then crank up the dial tomorrow um, at a serious train, training session before jumping on a plane to Vegas on Wednesday US time. So, uh, look, it's starting. You can just sense a little bit of, uh, yeah, a little bit more uh, step in the toe as far as uh, the, the bunnies are concerned. They know the, the, the week is here that you know, they've been waiting for effectively since November 1 preseason. Uh, Dave, what's the word on Cody Walker? We had one of our uh, one of our listeners text in very early this morning and said there's been a, um, a, a big move on Manly in terms of the prices dropped. So uh, they're suggesting that Cody Walker might be out. Yeah, Brandy. Look, I don't think that'll be the case. I think Cody Walker will play, uh, providing he gets through the final uh, training sessions that South South do have. They'll have one more here in San Diego, as I said, and then another session in Las Vegas before a light captain's run. Now, if Cody Walker gets through the next two 
more serious training session. He plays. Uh, I suspect he would definitely be named uh, in Jason Demetrio's squad. Uh, everything I've seen so far of Cody Walker indicates that he's playing. And that is, uh, while one step short of actually joining the team preparation, as far as uh, you know, any offensive or defensive training drills, he's been doing a lot of training by himself. But he has absolutely accelerated the loads uh, and the rehab phase of that while he has been here. And as I said, I, I suspect Cody Walker plays, guys. Uh, you're with the Rabbitohs, Dave, but the Roosters, they seem to be having like some sort of luxury holiday. They're at lunch with billionaires. They're Uncle shopping Nick. on Rodeo Drive. Jeez, I tell you what, must be nice. Uh, Nick Politis has come out, and he's had some comments on the 18th team. Uh, he doesn't want to go to PNG. He wants to go to Perth. He's spoken about this conference system. What do you think? Hey, Miss Earl, just on just as far as the Roosters in LA, do you think I've I've pulled the wrong rein here. Yes. Uh, you're on, you're with the wrong team. He's based with the Roosters <laughs> in LA. The Bulldog and, doesn't and deserve all, it. And all he's doing, <laughs> all he's doing is sending me photos of either you know a lobster mornay or a, mm. a seafood basket or uh, courtside at the Lakers, courtside at college basketball. Uh, and here I am down in San Diego. Just so I think stay that, grounded, I think Dave. You're a man of the. You're, you're a man of the people. You just stay grounded. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think you're you're back in yeah, the right Yeah, I'm here horse. to do a job, Mister. That's right. Here, here to do a job, da- Dave. Just before look, we talk yeah, about, look, just, think, yeah. David. Just before we talk about the conference system, just before we leave San Diego, what about the size of the ground? And and I said, Jason Demetrio. I heard him speak on about it. Uh, the fact that it is, you know, it's it's narrower, it's shorter. Um, I heard him speak in Australia. He said, "Well, we we mapped out a." a ground, and he said, I didn't realise how much difference it, it did make, uh, the amount of ground that we've lost. Yeah. Has there been much talk about and, uh, and, and talk about exactly how they're going to play or whether they'll play much differently because of the, the narrow field? Hey, Brand- Brandy, I, I think this will be becoming an increasing debate as the week progresses. Once the, once the glitz and the glamour dies off as far as teams visiting basketball stadiums and, and, and NBA teams, once all that dies off, I think this will be a major talking point as far as uh, who adjusts best because you, you're spot on. And all four teams, I'm aware, have been training on the restricted-sized uh, fields. And it's definitely shorter in length. Um, the, to be fair, guys, this will be the shortest and skinniest field that an NRL premiership game has ever been played on. And a lot of the teams, certainly from what I've been watching with South Sydney and talking to the players, what they're picking up on is that the wingers and centers are quickly running out of room when the ball does go wide. Mm. And so they're being forced to they're being forced to cut back infield much earlier than what they'd like. Now that'll be a that'll be a factor too on whether this becomes a real middle third of the game style of game mm. and uh, this is this is all intents and purposes uh, purposes uh, to be a spectacle for the fans but it really could turn into a, a middle third of the field game where down here at, in San Diego I'm watching Damien Cook one of the best exponents of middle of the field running uh, you know there, there is a suggestion here that he could have a, a major say on the way the Rabbitohs perform kicking game two guys will be an interesting Factor like the the the, the, um, the precision of the short kicking game with skinnier in goals 
will be a major factor also. So, yeah, Brandy, I, as, as you suggested, I think this will become a real big talking point as, as we get to the back end of the week and the countdown to kickoff. Three of the four best kickers in the NRL over there, I reckon, Dave, in Cherry Evans, Adam Reynolds, um, and Cody Walker, short kicking game. So I reckon that's yep. they're, they're the best um, exponents of that short kicking game. Hey, Dave, you're in San Diego. Yep. Uh, we once did a swimming camp in San Diego, which infamously led to uh, some of the older swimmers taking myself down across the border into Tijuana. Uh, have you ventured right. down south of the border yet since you've been there? If, if so, I can I can give you a couple of uh, recommendations for late night establishments. Well, Miss Ola, first, first so of all, I, I, I did travel down. <laughs> yeah, I did travel down to the border and just saw uh, you know just line after line, car after car attempting to cross the border. So I have every interest in trying to get across, but it sounds hopelessly difficult, to be honest. Uh, And I'm a little bit concerned, will they let me back into the US? That is the big concern, uh, Missile. So, uh, yeah, it's on the to-do list, but I just don't know fucking how to do it. Yeah, well, I think once you get to the the actual... Passport area or whatever, there's different lines for different. So if you're an international tourist with a passport and things, it was a little bit quicker for us. Coming back, I remember, was a bit of an issue, particularly for some of the other swimmers that had stocked up on um, different things while we were were across the border. So Some contraband. Contraband. (laughs) (laughs) Contraband. I thought you were going to say still knocks. <laughs> Your words, not mine, Dave. Your words, not mine. <laughs> uh, they were good years, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> it was Yeah, it was good for a couple of years until it hit the headlines. Uh, we've got to get to the news, Dave, so we've got to let you go. But just quickly on Nick Polite's conference system, uh, 18th team, 19th, 20th. What, what do you think about the conference system? Yeah, yeah. Look, guys, this has been around for a number of years now. Uh, it comes and goes, and... and the biggest challenge is going to be getting it through the CBA, the RLPA, as we've, as we've saw for six months last year and even longer, the, the negotiation phase, to, to change the competition to potentially add or decrease the length of the season. It is such a challenge. There's more restrictions on training uh, loads for players that we've ever seen. I just think there are so many hurdles as far as red tape and paperwork to get through. It sounds fantastic. You know, a, a, a simple format where teams play each other twice. Um, it sounds fair and reasonable, but guys, when you get down to the nitty gritty, it is why it has never eventuated to this point in time. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yep. Good stuff, Dave. Enjoy. Keep enjoying San Diego. Uh, uh, we'll talk soon. The Black Stump Hill says, uh, Nudis doing a Mr. Chow down in Tijuana. He's here for that. <laughs> and uh, McLaren Flat Shark says, Riccio looks too much like a Mexican cartel member. Don't risk it, Dave. Yeah, don't grow a moustache. You'll never get back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Good stuff, David. Thank you, boys. Go well. See you, mate. This. Sport the Law on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. For Bryden's lawyers, let our team of professionals help with your legal matter. Good morning, Lee. Uh, good morning, Greg. Good morning, James. How are you, boys? Uh, we're going good. Yeah, we're going good. Um, now, question for you. The NRL looking to buy the UK Super League. 
um, as reported by Maddie Johns first on SEN. We'll, we'll just let's have a listen to this. Rumour I'm hearing, boys, and I mean it's been mooted a little bit, but it's getting stronger that the NRL is seriously looking to possibly buy the English Rugby League and move it back and move it back to, in in England to being a winter sport. Yep, and that way it may broadens the base and it adds to the depth of both competitions because players can go over and have guest stints and things like that. Like One of the things that really helped the game over there were guys like Peter Sterling, Brett Kenny, and those guys going over and having those short stints with Wigan and Leeds and Castleford and whatnot. You know, they really miss that over there. Lee, what sort of due diligence would the NRL have to do there? You know, looking through and reviewing contracts. Obviously, this is a big expertise of yourself and Brighton's lawyers. Uh, quite a bit, of course. I mean, it would be no no uh, dissimilar to any other business purchase or business acquisition. There's a lot of due diligence that would need to be done. None of this comes as a surprise, of course. Peter Blanet has made it very, very clear that asset acquisition is his priority so as to future-proof the game. But the Super League is, is a business. So the first thing you'd look at, of course, are the financials. They would hand over the books. You look at the balance sheet and the like. You look at what assets they have. You look at what liabilities there are. And then you get into the weeds, things like what sponsorship deals there are available and what you would be committed to, what the broadcasting deal would be, what the licences for the clubs, what the arrangements are there, any liabilities there, any exposure. Uh, You look at the grounds that are available for the Super League. What are the the leasing arrangements with local councils? Are those grounds owned or not? Uh, And then you would go through, perhaps even consider any future government intervention that could impact upon the game. For example the ban on gambling advertising, which is being touted at the moment, and I think is a foregone conclusion within the next 12 months to 24 months. So all the things are brought into account. But at the end of the day, a lot of it comes down to gut feel. You know, you get all the the facts and the figures, but uh, the commission here would have to make a decision as to whether or not they think this is an asset that would add uh, to uh, the the commission's uh, future proofing of the game by asset acquisition or whether it may be a bit risky. And uh, ultimately, they'll make that call. But uh, there's a lot to be said for investigating the uh, the possibility further. Just as a fan of the game, Lee, like it or lump it, buying the Super League? I like it. Um, yeah, I'm a very keen advocate for asset acquisition. You, know, you, you, you buy things that, that, that add to your own brand, that add to your own business, uh, that can... Um, uh, some crossover as well. I mean, the, what, what Matty was talking about, players going backwards and forwards. I, I remember those days when the, the players would finish the season here and head off to England for three or four months. And I think there was a lot to be said for that. So I know Blocker Roach is a very big advocate for that, about sending the young ones here to England mm. for a year or two. So I think there's a lot to be said for it. Mm. Yeah, I, I think there is. It's all happening, isn't it? We're, we're talking about buying buying another league where conference systems, bringing in an 18th team, uh there is plenty happening with the game, and we're just about to play our, our you know, two games in, in Las Vegas, which is uh, remarkable. Now, NRL player obligations when reporting incidents to the integrity unit. Off the back of Luciano Leilua not tipping off his former club that he had a drink driving charge, I think it was just some random um, news reporter that was in mm. court and just heard his name yeah. and said, well, oh, hang on, well... The name like What's Luciano, this? you can't get away with <laughs> no, much. <laughs> no, there's, there's not many of those running around. Luciano no. Leilua. But uh, player obligations, Lee. Yeah, I think uh, I think Big Luch got this one wrong. Um, under the Australian law, of course, we have uh, all a right to silence, which we enjoy entrenched uh, at both federal and state level. But 
by virtue of the NRL contract, uh, the NRL rules and the NRL code of conduct, uh, players' right to silence has been removed. Uh, there are numerous and onerous obligations on players uh, not to do anything that would adversely impact upon the integrity of the game or the player themselves or the club. Now, there is an old adage that the cover-up of the crime sometimes is worse than the crime itself, and that might apply here. You see, Luciano and all players, bound by the terms of their contract, uh, have an obligation to report any suspected breach or breach of the rules to the NRL and to the club. So uh, I think there's a slap on the wrist probably likely to result from that. But I'm, I'm, knowing Luch as I do, I'm sure it's just a, an innocent oversight. Uh, didn't think it's a major deal. I mean, it's a very, very low reading, 0.052. Mm. Just, just crept into the low range. Mm. Yeah, very unlucky. Um, but uh, as I say, there are obligations and there are consequences. And then I'm sure the NRL will um, intervene. Across in the AFL, Lee, uh, back end of last year, Joel Smith was stood down after testing positive to cocaine. Now he's been accused of trafficking the drug. What are the repercussions here for Joel? Do they have the no-fault stand-down policy over there in the AFL? Uh, Potentially very serious uh, for him. He was looking at a um, a suspension of three months, of course, originally. Um, Now that they got access to his phone and text messages and the like, and they've determined that there are grounds to make a very serious allegation of trafficking, uh, he's now looking at a four-year minimum ban. Uh, there are uh, the criminal laws, of course, to contend with. The, the the law does recognise that people will have a certain amount of illicit drugs on themselves at times for personal use. But then when it reaches a certain level, a certain quantity, uh, there is a presumption of trafficking. And in New South Wales, for example, under the Drug Misuse and Trafficking Act, it provides for three grams of cocaine. If you have three grams of or more of cocaine on you, then there is a presumption of trafficking. So I think that uh, you'll find the Sport Integrity uh, Australia may feel obliged to bring this matter to the attention of the authorities if it hasn't already gotten there because there are criminal consequences as well for that level of um, possession. Uh, and this story, no shock uh, as to the result or what might happen doing Northern Territory footballer recently released from jail facing a huge suspension after throwing a teenage umpire to the ground. I, I would say that he could be just kicked out of the sport, full stop. Yeah, life ban. Uh, absolutely correct. But I also understand, was, was he on parole at the time as well? I yes, think, he, yes he was. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, that, that, that doubles down on the level of stupidity, doesn't it? Because, I mean, parole is when an offender, of course, is released to serve the balance of their sentence uh, in the community. Now, it's it's got an altruistic purpose, of course, to... Uh, and uh, enable that person to be supervised and support their reintegration into society uh, before the end of their sentence. However, they do not tolerate breaches of the parole uh, well at all. And so you can assume now that having breached his parole, he's likely to be imprisoned again to serve the balance of the original sentence. Mm. And then they'll add some GST on top of that, of course, for the most um, the most recent assault. Yeah, not, not, not a particularly clever play. No, no. Um, Lee, you're looking forward to the, the season getting underway and, and you'll be watching the, the games uh, broadcast from Vegas? No, ab- absolutely. No, very excited about it. I, I, was listening to the, did, I was driving in this morning, though, Brandy. I was listening to your comments about the size of the field. Mm. And I thought that was very interesting because I don't think people realise just yet how problematic that may be. These athletes 
are so finely tuned to the size of the field, so far as their running and kicking is concerned, yep. uh, I think it could be more problematic than what people think. Yeah, I, I think the kickers, and, you know, James, uh, you know, we've got some great kickers, some of the best over there, mm. DCE and, um, and Adam Reynolds, um, Luke Keary. I don't think the kicking will be that much of a, an issue, but mm. the, the size of the field and just the defence and just, just how much room they have, it's almost like, you feel like it, it's sort of like having, you know, it's like a game of rugby union. You've got too many players on the field. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. they, they probably should exit one, have a 12-man game. May reduce then, the spectacle. But, but then it's not, a, then it's not a, a true competition game if you've got one yeah. less player on the field. But uh, it could be an issue, uh, mm. but it'll be fantastic, whatever it is. What, what, you know, oh, if, absolutely. If, if I, it, I agree. They, they'll, they'll adjust to it, and um, mm. it's just going to be one great spectacle. No, no, all very exciting. And credit to um, uh, Andrew and to Peter Vlanders as well, uh, visionaries. Uh, I think it's going to be a huge success and it may form part of the calendar permanently moving forwards. All right, well, good luck watching the games on the weekend, Lee. We're all looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us again on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Take care, fellas. Have a great week. See you, Lee. Sport and the Law on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. For Bryden's Lawyers, let our team of professionals help with your legal matter. Vossie here. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can catch Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy live 6am to 9am weekdays. Just tune your radio to 1170am in Sydney.